0: Yeah, she has a big mouth. I wonder how she uses that. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. Does it matter for Pete? Is Pete packing? Maybe that's why he has a thing against therapist guy. Like, maybe therapist guy is packing. I don't know. I don't know. I I have not seen enough dicks on this show to be able to, like, make a judgment call. Oh, sad. (laughs) Anyways.
1: Yeah, I think that was all I had to say.
0: Welcome to episode 60 of May Week, Week Again. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. You gotta, you gotta start it in. We gotta be quiet. No. There's professional. Um,
2: <laughs> well, no, can, I can make that work. Let it, let it be. It's fine. <laughs>
0: All right, bubs, you got this.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so today we are discussing episodes three and four of Humans, one of the best shows ever so far in our lifetimes. Um, And so episode one of do these episodes have names they don't they do not have names i don't
2: think any of the no yeah i don't so, think human episode humans episodes have
1: names. episode 103 yeah episode 103 director is daniel nathiam um with writer sam vincent and jonathan brackley um for episode 104 we have uh same director daniel and um with writer joe barton Art right. joe do you remember if these are the same writers for the last episode or are these two
0: uh, I feel like Sam Vincent and Jonathan Brackley are the same. Yeah. I could be wrong. Like, they, they, they reuse a lot of things. But not that I'm trying to tell you how to do your wrangling job, but hypothetically, podcast name, where they can find us. Oh, I'm just, right. We're
1: right. just putting that right. out yeah,
0: there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've never done this before. Training wheels. It's okay. <laughs> you it's
1: okay. can change
2: it around.
0: Yeah, we yeah. Can, yeah. Put your own spin on it. I just didn't
1: want it to get lost. Um. Yeah. Well, you can just splice that in wherever it's supposed to go. So that part's done. (laughs) Um, We are Maywee Geek again, and today, me, the guest podcast person, Bubbles, is joined by the uh, regular hosts, Shaheen and Joe. Say hi. Hi. Hey, guys. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and we're going to discuss, insert episode section that I talked about earlier here. Um... (laughs) So, how is everybody doing? Oh, what dude. is everyone drinking?
0: And then I'll talk about where you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fun. This is this is this is your day, Bubs. This is you um, wrangling us. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing great. Before you You're ask, I'm great. drinking a. Um, You're drinking. Well, no, I'm drinking. I was temper your expectations. Okay. Um Waterloo sparkling cider, mm. uh, which is basically knockoff Lacroix from Austin, um, but is it sweet? Mostly because we don't really have any good booze in the house, yeah. and I just I'm kind of sleepy, and I knew that booze would put me to sleep, and then if I did other things, uh, that would also put me to sleep. So I'm trying to pep myself so up with some. This bubbles. is
2: non-alcoholic.
0: It is non-alcoholic. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Does that make you sad? maybe maybe if we take a break midway through or something i'll i'll go uh you know substance myself Hmm.
2: (laughs) oh really awesome
1: (laughs) shaheen what are you quotes drinking
2: um i'm drinking tea that i brew and um yeah as usual i'm out of all sorts of cookies um Mm. i need to like yeah um i need to leave the house more often
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why? So what's out odd. there? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, like that's that, you're not. Yeah, so that's on this.
2: mainly why I don't. Because I'm like every time I want to leave, I'm like, well, so well, what's out there, anyways? Like <laughs>
0: nothing good. You know, like
2: that 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 um, Harmon Quest episode is like there's that little lizard guy who's. You're the only the
1: one of us all. who's watched
2: Harmon Quest. Need to watch it, but no, explain it. He lives in has lived in in a castle his, his whole life and he's like what's out there and they're like uh trees <laughs> trees yeah trees."
0: <laughs> what a
2: lockdown <laughs> and that's it
0: so so <laughs> you're not drinking alcohol but other things have happened shaheen is that is that a fair yeah
2: yeah yeah okay. that's
0: yeah. That should not be a to any like listeners.
1: Mm. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: What about you, bubs? <laughs> I am drinking... Okay,
1: so remember I talked about my favorite Trader Joe's wine that's like the Pass from New Zealand? Mm-hmm. So I thought that they sold out, but I think that they're just like hyping it up by like, only putting like some out at a time so I've been like buying up a shit ton because I'm like oh they're running out every time I go I'm like oh they're running out (laughs) um and so I went this time and it's it's been like I don't know a month since I've been to Trader Joe's so I went in expecting them to not have any of it and they had plenty so I'm gonna stop hoarding it because like (laughs) I just drink more (laughs) um so yeah it's delicious anyways anyone has a Trader Joe's try the pass um
2: Sorry, does this does this I refer to uh, sober pups or
1: drunk pups? <laughs> I mean, I'm sober right now, but I did start oh. drinking. like but who knows what the future may hold? ago, so <laughs> we'll
3: see.
2: No, when no, you say like I bought, you know, does that I? I no, never mind. I That's
1: What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing today, pups? Um, we are just. Dis- <laughs> Okay. oh wait did yeah, we figure we out do that. so <laughs> um, where you can find Maywee Geek Again um, we're on Twitter we're on Facebook um, if you want to reach out to us via email you can email us at again at gmail.com um, we are on SoundCloud um, also Apple library I, I <laughs> iTunes? <that> thing. <laughs> I have an Android <laughs> phone I don't know what that is <laughs> um, and then is that everywhere?
3: Everywhere, yeah. Yeah,
0: Though, though, full disclosure: I'm rarely checking the Facebook. So, best place to get a hold of us if you want to like send us a giant love letter um, or hate mail would be the email um, or come yell at us on Twitter. I mean, where I'm at,
1: Joe has like amazing Twitter stuff going on, so you should probably check us
0: out on Twitter. (laughs) I try. I try real hard.
1: (laughs) Um. So let's get into it. What did you guys feel about these two episodes,
0: Joe? Um, I, it's just, God, it's just such a goddamn good show. Um, I would say kind of my favorite, like, thing that's been kind of happening since, you know, the first episode is obviously we're focusing a lot on Anita and sort of her slow reveal as being Mm -hmm. a conscious synth. Um, I think that that's fantastic. I also like that we've gotten a couple, like, little, like, (gasps) moments at the end of the other episodes, namely episode four, where fucking (laughs) Karen takes her... (laughs) food bag out of her throat like like That's I so don't lame. remember I don't think that there were any hints before that moment until you were like <gasps> she's a synth too um, but th- didn't she
2: feel like I knew there's something, something yeah. weird yeah. about this like I'm woman. like why are
0: we focusing on creepy care? well I was just
1: turns like, out
2: yeah, she's something weird
0: why is she into that guy
1: like why is she like so nice to him like he's I mean he's not innocent, like you, you should know. be nice to coworkers <laughs> definitely
0: but like also like eh point point is point is um the the show is fucking great and i i i love i love it great i i have no complaints awesome shaheen
2: well i agree totally with that and uh i also agree i think with um did you talk about Miaz? yeah for a slow burn yeah i agree with that i really like the slow burn um but, but let me first say like i again i fucking love the music um i have to just say this again it's so good it's like suspenseful and then there's like the sci-fi robot <laughs> feel, feel to it. it is so good um and so adds so much to the atmosphere so atmospheric like a lot of the scenes with like niska finding the little like hairbands wouldn't have been so dramatic or impressed or impactful for if if it weren't for the music <coughs> sorry so anyway um That's but true. yeah i totally agree about the um uh, the slow burn like
3: the, uh, the slow the reveal family of
1: mia. S- yeah
2: family story yeah yeah uh i mean i like this story even with with or without mia like just with anita even yeah but i agree with anyway. that
1: i think that was my take yeah was the family um yeah. I I thought like you know I love that we have all these other little stories going on that give us like more. I think Joe, you always talk about like how great the world building is, and so like mm-hmm. I think all those stories really help with like fleshing out like what kind of world they're all coming from. Oh my God, bonsai. Right. Um, and so but the family one is like the meat of
0: it right now. Um, and but we're we're yeah. seeing how the other stories connect too. Yes. Like we kind of like at the end of by the end of the end of episode four, we got to see that. Um. George. that George's George's story is tied in with all yes. of it. Yes. Which is super cool. A great And reveal. like and finding and and finding out that that Karen is a synth obvi- and and clearly a conscious yes. synth, then she is tied into it as well. Like it's it's yeah. yeah, oh, that's a great point. You know, I don't think I
1: realized how this these pairs of episodes are the pivotal point where all of that
0: comes together. I didn't either, and it's so subtle. Yeah, because you, you think first that it's just Mia
1: um it's just about kind of like that little group and that's like what it what ties every but it's not it, it is like deeper than that um so yeah, yeah. it is really nice another, good job humans
2: actually <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome i remember actually thinking when the karen thing was revealed i believe i was wondering i was like oh wait what the original like five how many i was like there's there's another one so i was waiting to see like where did she come from did elster design this one too and
1: um, hmm yeah. yeah, well, so let's get started on what book is there like a particular story section you guys want to just the uh, discuss first?
0: um, I mean, I feel like last week we did kind of a good job going with sort of the smaller mm-hmm. stories first um just to get them out of the yeah. way but if we want to start with the bigger story first that's I think fine like, too.
1: why don't we do George and Odie and then the family and then we can do the Leo stuff cuz I think the Leo stuff gets into like more existential stuff or was
2: that um what about Karen, Pete and Karen? Oh yeah. Can we do George Odie, Pete and Karen and then uh and then family and then Okay. Xenia. Yeah.
1: Okay. So
0: George, George and, Odie. and Odie. It's fucking sad. Know. It's still fucking sad. That's all I have.
2: Uh, like I got nothing again about. Like this them being on I'm a road sorry. trip. I like. I don't hate it. I like it.
0: It's emotional. emotional. Like they're on a road trip. There's like this sad '50s music, and then like it's weird that like <laughs> Odie looks distressed for a lot of it. Yeah. But point is, it's just sad. But I think he he looks distressed. Um,
1: but I think, like, it's almost like the story that it's telling is, like, you see him the way George sees him. So you do kind of, like, anthropomorphize him. So you feel, yeah.
3: Project. Exactly.
1: And so, like, you feel the things that, like, why he hides him. Why he keeps him even though he's, like, barely functioning. Although, why did he let him drive the car? I will never understand. Right? (laughs) Like,
0: you're kind of like, so your robot is horribly malfunctioning. Put them behind the seat of, like, a really old car. Um, oh, an ice cream. Without like <laughs> I'll go get that. Huh? Oh yeah, let's go get ice cream. That's fine. Uh, that's all I've got for George, George yeah. I mean, we're gonna come we're gonna come back to George uh when we talk when Leo Leo. When or uh, when Leo tries to find them, but you know,
1: the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Karen and Pete, which I keep forgetting what his name is, to be honest. Um, <laughs> what do you guys
0: think about that, Joe? Um, I, I, the main thing kind of that, that, that happened through that was sort of Pete's divorce and uh, and him kind of like crashing with Karen. And then later, obviously, we find out that Karen is a synth. Mm-hmm. But I love the line uh, where Pete is like freaking the fuck out um, at his wife um, while her sexy therapist synth just sits there. <laughs> but he's, he's screaming, uh, I'm a man. I'm not perfect. That's the point. We're not supposed to be. And I feel like his... And you have actually a note uh, in here. Shaheen was Pete's wife. Actually, into the sexy therapist, and I don't yeah. think that she was. I don't think there was that... there
2: is no textual evidence. Yeah, you?
0: I don't. But I think that Pete was still threatened. I think that Pete yeah. thought that she was into it, and he sort of had a mental spiral about that because it was sort of a reflection yeah. of his own insecurity. I don't. Blame I think there was him. a moment.
2: I mean, there were signs of things like she she the was kind of seemed flirty with him.
1: When they're doing the dough, uh, the, she has, like, a reaction yeah, yeah. when his arms are, like, around her. Which is like, how do you not react yeah. to
0: that? <laughs> Sexy yeah. physical therapist. Sexy robot. <laughs> but, like, I feel like Pete's – his insecurities about all of this is, is super interesting, especially because – because we're also getting a lot of information on his relationship with Karen and how much he trusts her and like what like a solid partnership that is and so when he finds out that you know this synth idea that he has because he fucking hates them and he hates um you know he hates the sexy therapist um I don't even know I don't even care that we don't ever use his name, just sex therapist. Um, I think that I love the way that they're setting up sort of the betrayal when it comes to Karen. Yeah. Yeah, and Karen is mm, creepy. <laughs> like, is it the brown eyes? Like, I don't know what it is. Like, she's creepier than other synths to me. Uh, I think
1: it's because like, until you see like, she melds so well
2: but like, the second... So, her smile, there's something about her smile, it's I don't. Is it artificial? Is there? Do you guys feel feel that? Do you think that's on purpose, <laughs> or is that just me? I, like an acting I feel choice. Like her, her smile is just not real, mm. and she smiles too much. And there's yeah, there's something about her face. I think, and once, she has that sort of s- smooth. When you think about it, she has this, that s- smooth synth skin.
3: Mm.
0: I I think um. that that is kind of a clue that we weren't really conscious of seeing because like looking back you're like yeah she does have kind of a creepy smile and is always like kind of creepily upbeat like there's something off about i definitely
2: noticed the first time around that she was creepy
0: (laughs) (laughs) creepy detectors (laughs) going off but like i I wonder
2: but i wonder if it's just like is that the actor just that's that how she smiles or is that
0: no? I think it's a good question. Characters? Like that's so- <laughs> <laughs> I would read it as so. deliberately somewhat creepy. I, I want to yeah. too, like, you to, but like, but subtle, that? but like super, super subtle. Watch the actress yeah. is like, I was supposed to play like a really
1: good human faker, so <laughs> that's just my smile. <laughs> um, I didn't pick up on anything like that. I really, I think there was like, I maybe was picking up on it, but there was a moment where I was like, wait like something's like someone is a robot that we don't know is and i thought like i don't i don't know that i pictured her immediately i think i may have pictured like um the guy that's that was telling me the guy the the sinister evil guy um science guy um i pictured him as Hob. yeah. because like what's yeah. a better disguise for a robot than like an older man you know they're all like young looking
3: uh-huh.
1: um <laughs>
2: that's
1: and so yes, I was really like not. Expecting but then,
2: in retrospect, isn't it cool? Is uh, what's a better uh, place to hide as a synth? That other I... than other uh, than synth detective <laughs> detectives, sorry, a synth detective. I,
1: there's no better. I know. It seems obvious now, right?
2: Because <laughs> who's gonna catch you? It's, it's gotta be you to catch you. I
0: right mean, so. it's like the state it's, of our government. She's <laughs> the Spanish. She is the Spanish Inquisition of of synth dete- detectives. Yeah. Like no one's gonna expect her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. But l- so the bag, the bag reveal. Bag reveal.
2: S- so, oh uh, yeah. That was And the music again was <laughs> so good in this it, little part in the sequence of the bag reveal.
0: I'm movie. sort of confused though because like she threw the bag in the trash, mm-hmm. right? Like first of all, that's like super liquidy. Like wouldn't you just dump it down the toilet or whatever? Like Maybe she ate stuff too. I mean, I guess, but like, then I'm also just kind of like, do you replace it? Like, like it, the thing looked like a condom. It that was you just like, I thought that down in your throat. It's a, it, it's a food condom. It's totally a food condom. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I I would I would assume she replaces it. Yeah.
0: Like that seems kind of I don't know. Like waste. Like shouldn't you just make it so that you can like give it a little rinsey rinse, like a diaphragm or something. And just <laughs> shove
1: it back in there. You no, know, like a vacuum, you know, uh, you just take out the little thingy and then you dump it. Yeah, you empty like, the bucket. bucket. You yeah, so just like
2: throw it out. Like um, I had a
1: dolly when I was little that you like, there's these little packets with like orange powder and you'd like mix the orange powder with water and you had this like little pink spoon and you like would mix it together and feed this baby, this like mush... God knows what it was made out of. Uh, Obviously nothing, like, toxic because I tried it. (laughs) Um, And so... (laughs) How was it? Did it taste like tang? No. (laughs) It tasted... What did it taste like? It tasted like sand. It was like... Well, no, I guess it was tangy in, like, a sandy way. Um, But then it, like, poops it out. It was, like, made for that. (laughs) So I don't like think it's it, hard like it for like a... spoon it, it It and It's just like the same consistency as the sludge that you put down its throat. Oh. So it's just diarrhea, I guess?
0: What? So <laughs> as someone who was not a doll player, I have a lot of questions. Like wh- why? Why? Why is this a satisfying uh, toy experience? I, I honestly couldn't tell you because I don't remember my
1: emotions around playing with it mm-hmm. so much as like the wonder of like i've there's the packet i feed it the mush but i'm going to run out of the packets then what kind of doll is this it just is a doll that you can feed it mush but like there's no more mush and like there's only so many like diapers that it comes like I, <laughs> that's what i remember like thinking about um but i don't rem- i don't know i don't know what i think maybe because like i had younger siblings um so so i was like 5 was i still playing i don't remember whatever but um maybe it was like seeing my mom a ba- and like wanting to like mimic that, maybe that's what it was. Well,
2: have you never, you se- have you never seen a, a child, a, a little boy or girl mimic?
1: Oh yeah, shit, of course, like yeah. yeah,
2: like act like they're taking care of a baby. Like they do that with their regular dolls. I like, guess this one just was like really-
1: <laughs> <laughs> this one just happened to that- also poop. <laughs>
2: Like a really realistic-minded one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But then I have to wonder why they would have made that as a function in Synths. Like, is it so that, like, people like George who are lonely can, like, kind of have, like, so you don't have to eat dinner alone? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't
1: it be nice if, like, the robot could eat with you and you don't have to, it doesn't just stare at you while you eat?
3: I guess. Well, it just... I mean,
2: it, what do you mean on that function? I I assume they have just like a hollow area where we have like our whole digestive system. Yeah,
0: but like, why would you make it so that it can like put food down its gullet? If that's like gonna break it, as we see later. Like, well, I I just I just don't understand like why, like what sort of why does of... It even
2: have a hole back? It's at the at the end of yeah. Stroke?
0: Like, who decided? Oh people might want to eat with their synths like all that is doing is wasting food
2: <laughs> no I mean, maybe that's important to for them to uh, be able to speak like a human to speak like a human they have to have like a a whole uh you know area where sound can echo around mm. like if they don't have any if this complete clothes at the back of their throat
1: Right, but there's like That's an actual an food space bag. To make like, a human yeah, sound. how does she sound with a food bag in?
0: Shouldn't she sound different? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just, yeah, I just I mean know. like the food bag is there, so somebody obviously was like, synths are gonna eat food at some point. Like, uh, no, no,
2: she puts it there. I don't think there's a food bag there normally.
0: Oh, so like she made her own modification. I, I think, think that so, makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Okay. okay or maybe, I'll or buy
1: maybe it. like, wait, she's not working with evil scientist guy, and oh, no, I can't even no
2: she's not uh, anyways not yet i don't know <laughs> i was gonna say about i was gonna say about the bag that um one another thing is like once it's expanded it doesn't, it doesn't go back to the like original size so that's another reason why you have to toss it like you can't
1: wash it out
2: use it <laughs> <'cause> it's, <already laughs> huge. it's gonna be it's going to be hard to put that down there.
1: I say this as, like, I pick up my dog's poop every day through a little baggie. <laughs> so, I mean, is this not – this is not – this is not worse.
0: <laughs> Bubs? you actually – you had a note here that, like, I didn't want us to lose before we move on. Um – just that you said like well you have the the synth human romance as a story and then it's also amazing how many characters i'm kind of meh about oh yeah um, like i just i, I didn't i didn't want to like for us to move on before before you got to explain yeah,
1: that. it was kind of like there's several times when i'm watching where i'm like this this character I'm, i feel like normally i would be like super annoyed by them You know, Um, like I think when I think of, and I'll talk about this when we get to that part. But like with Niska, for example, I'm just like, oh, she's so angsty. Like, um, and with, um, with George, I'm like, oh, it's so sad. Wait, are you talking shit about Niska? (laughs) Yes, I am. When we'll get there, um, and then (laughs) Niska's my favorite. I know. I I have love for her too. By
2: Leo. What? A friend of mine was annoyed by Leo because he's always. Hurt. I mean, me you know, too. But yeah,
1: that too. Like,
2: always hurt in every yeah. scene. <laughs> That's
1: so funny. Oh my god, he totally is. <laughs> it's it's like he goes among robots. He can't keep up. Um, and but like in Max, like I mean, he's just so like in like well, again. I'll talk about this later. But so uh, there's a lot of things that like kind of like I would normally kind of be annoyed but at the same time like I feel guilt for being annoyed it's like they're real people and I think it's a it's a testament to the storytelling that like <laughs> it puts these people in very realistic situations so me being annoyed feels like me like heavily judging like a coworker who I know is a real person with the family and like whatever <laughs> um and so yeah I, I like find ways to like them as a result um so yeah that was my point about that um yeah so let's move on to well
2: can i say one thing i mean oh yeah
1: yes you had stuff yeah
2: no i mean we went through every bullet point but i wanted to say um we'll i mean we'll, we'll come back to karen and this will definitely become explicit in the in the story later but this bag represents um the sort of the effort and the toil that she has to go through in order to pretend to be a human And at first you think that she's just doing this out of necessity. But then later we find out that this is what she wants. She would Mm -hmm. love to turn into a human. She would love to be a human. She doesn't like to be a synth. Um, Mm -hmm. So this bag represents just like how to what length she's willing to go uh, in order to become a human or as close as possible. But we'll talk Mm -hmm. about this more.
0: Which is... but that's also super interesting because you have people, you have other synths, especially in season three, who are like very pro synths. Yeah, um, they think they're um, better.
3: Yeah, yeah. I and love so, that we have this other. Uh, yeah, that's actually too.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Like she wants, she wants to be a real girl. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: she's the Uncle Tom of um, synths. <laughs> <laughs> <fuck's> wow. <sake. laughs> uh, yeah. All right,
1: moving on to family stuff. Um <laughs> Who would like to go first this time? Shaheen.
0: Uh, are we talking about Joe and Laura and the kids yes. and Anita? Shaheen can go yeah, first. Yeah, because I've
1: been asked, I've been calling on you first. I feel like a teacher.
0: <laughs> uh. I'm calling on you too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta spread it out.
1: Yeah. So Shaheen, would you like to come to the board?
2: <laughs> um. Sure. So. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. One thing I wanted to say. I mean, more generally about the show. So this could could have been like in the overall text but also but it's mostly in the family plot but it, more generally we i love how we get to see these little um interactions and little developments between the humans and the sins and uh, we're sort of uh confronted with these questions um you know little by little in context through like contextual Um, events and so on and we get to see like a wide range of views and attitudes different people towards since both expressed and acted out and so on so um, as you know for example the the kids the the way they get attached to Anita um, I really I really like that because it's important that they're kids right because a kid usually represents someone who has fewer presuppositions about the world. Um, someone who's been less indoctrinated, spend less time um, being fed stuff to believe, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and I, I spend less time also getting used to things being a certain way and therefore being more resistant to them being a different way. Um, and mm-hmm. so children are usually more accepting of uh, things that are harmless, but other people feel threatened by just because it's new or different from what they they're used to. Um, Kids are okay with it. And so um, the fact that these kids feel like they're, they're they're getting attached to Anita um, and it doesn't matter to them that that they say, well, she's just a synth or she's made of plastic and metal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't care. They're like, no, look, we're, this is like, same feeling we would have if it was a pet or whatever, right? Maybe it's not human it, but whatever it is, like we we're not gonna let you like do whatever you want to it. Sorry, what? Yeah,
1: and it's interesting the no to that point is like the most accepting, like immediately accepting was Sophie, the yeah. youngest, who yeah. has the least like life experience and in cultural indoctrination. Yeah. I is the whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um and so then we have Toby who um a step down like he he still you know has a certain like I think you have a note about this I'll let you talk about but like he feels a certain way about her um but maybe it's more object-based if not like still some feelings um and then Maddie who's she's like getting to she's in. What's it called? A teenager. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Hello. Um, and she's the one that is least open to it and already has feelings about yeah. it, um, which we discussed. But last we see episode. we see a
0: super interesting oh, shift yeah, with Maddie too. Like, because she gets to see Mia. She's yeah. the first one who gets to see Mia, like, by by tinkering with her code. And then at the party, um we with get Toby. to like what? With Toby. Yeah, the party with Toby. Um I feel we like also, this episode sorry. what's up?
2: Um sorry, I was going to say with Toby we also see later what he actually thinks. It's not completely just objectifying. Um Eventually, we'll yes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Jim. Well, Go ahead.
0: So so the thing that like if I'm like kind of thinking about the 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 theme of these two episodes would be um like sort of consent. Um I think, Uh I think was a huge, huge theme for the, for these ones, especially with uh, Joe and Anita. um, And then at the party, um, seeing, seeing Maddie save a synth from, are we going to call it rape? Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah, because, because exactly because like consent only matters if you give it agency, right?
0: I mean, but that's the thing. Like, we say that children cannot consent and therefore it is, you know, no child can consent. They do not have the agency to do that. And so, but are we going to say that, you know, this is, uh, you know, as an inanimate, as a refrigerator, Mm -hmm. in which case, why is this boy trying to, like, fuck his refrigerator at a park? And if he wants to fuck
1: (laughs) his refrigerator, is he allowed to?
2: (laughs) Is Is there anything wrong with that if he wants to fuck his refrigerator?
0: I think, I think what it is is it comes down to almost in some ways uh, like, a, like a perversion of the Turing test in that Maddie is saying if he is trying to have sex with this synth because he thinks it's hot, like because he thinks that, that she is, you know, an attractive girl, um, then he has already sort of given away the point that, that it is quote unquote a person.
3: Hmm. And therefore, yeah.
0: it is it is morally and ethically wrong. And I actually, so total side note, I'm just breaking out for two seconds. Um, Beep, one of the founding, co- founding co-hosts of the uh, uh, Word of the Witnesses 12 Monkeys podcast, she is starting humans. Yes. And I have been like peeping peeping at her at her uh live tweeting briefly and she just tweeted out in all caps don't make machines look human if you don't want to encounter the ethical questions demanding justifications for the ways you exploit them and i'm like oh wow. so so you're enjoying this show <laughs> um and that's perfectly speaks to to what you know especially just this exact instance that we're talking about you know and and, and with joe and anita as well um Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to. That's a great, that's a great one. One
2: concept that helps to introduce here because of this discussion that came up with like, uh, consent is in addition to moral agent, you can also have moral patient, right? So there could be things, entities in the world that you can, um, do wrong to. You can wrong them, but they cannot do right or wrong so what are some examples so one example is for example uh animals right mm-hmm. we don't think that when the lion starts chewing on the antelope's throat that the lion is doing anything wrong for whatever reason we don't think that we don't give it agents enough agency to think that that's like a wrong thing to do mm-hmm. um I, at the same time though we think if, when someone like brutally kills the lion or tortures the line, or whatever, that they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so the line is a moral patient, is, the re- is a receiver of moral acts, but is not a, an initiator of moral acts. Um, and so this is, like, with the sins, again, you can ask this question, when, you know, with Joe and Anita, or with that, <laughs> since, um, mate, whatever, at the party. Um, the, que- the the real question is, well, what, one aspect of it in terms of like from the sense side of the story is, um, well, maybe they're not agents and we don't think that they can really make decisions, but um, can, can we still, should we still be respectful to them? Are they moral patients? Mm-hmm. That's a lower level of, because agency is a sort of a gray area Issue, and this is one of the reasons I love Mrs. Kennedy's monologue.
0: Oh, I, I wrote it down. We can we can actually read it if, yeah. we, if we want to. Because I, I I don't know, know what this how is. much like um. So it's when Laura is talking with uh with the lady whose whose synth got kicked out of um oh, of of the play, wow. and you know yeah. Anyway, um, do you want to yeah. read it? Shaheen? Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. So you should read it. Okay. So just as you're reading it, keep in mind this notion of the gray area of agency
0: so so just to remind remind listeners if you if you know you don't quite remember this this is when Laura goes to visit Mrs Kennedy to sort of feel out whether or not there it like she actually has like a conscious synth in some way um and she's us asking all these probing questions about you know do you feel or anything like that because because at this point Laura is kind of confused by some of the stuff that Anita has done and said um at this point so anyway so mrs Mrs Kennedy and Meanwhile, this is also being intercut with Joe enabling Anita's like rated R settings um, and and having sex with her. Uh, yeah,
2: I love it. I like it was it
0: was such an incredible juxtaposition because Joe is fucking torn about this. Like it's sort of revenge, but it's safe revenge. <laughs> but he still feels guilty, and it's actually it's absolutely perfect yeah. with what she's saying. Anyway, so she says. I'm not a madwoman. I don't believe that Howard is a human, but I also don't believe that he is an inanimate object, that I should be ashamed of having a connection with him. We created these creatures. They walk and they talk and they look and they smell and they become part of our lives and families. They are as close to humans as can be, and yet still people insist that forming relationships with them or treating them with dignity is somehow perverse. Well, we've created a gray area, Mrs. Hawkins." We uh, we can't keep insisting that they are just gadgets. They're more than that. We have made them more than that. Yeah. Like, that is the fucking... Isn't this a
2: beautiful argument for functionalism?
0: <laughs> Was this your moment? Were you so pleased?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I love about it is this. is the, it's You can read it as a, as a beautiful speech in favor of functionalism. Because it's saying, look, I don't care what it's made of or whatever else you're going to say about it. I know it's not human but it's doing all these things it's mm-hmm. you know it walks and talks and, and and looks and smells understands things it remembers movies that we watched and and talks about them analyzes them whatever mm-hmm. right um so it's something i don't know like give it some degree of agency it's a gray area um maybe you don't give it full human agency but there's some like it deserves something I- um, so that's uh, one way to do it as a, as a functionalist but this are this idea of gray area of agency is interesting in general because i think that's a reality anyway like we have we have things that have like partial agency or like like i said only moral patiency but not agency and so on so it wouldn't be totally crazy to say well why don't we create another category for these things i mean Sorry.
0: did was did joe cheat like,
2: yeah, it's does cheating require that the other like, side of it be
0: how rigid? much, how much. <laughs> a, yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. Like, did Joe cheat? Because in some ways you could say that he did because cheating isn't necessarily physical. Like you can argue that cheating is a mental oh thing, my God. in which case, in his mind, Joe yeah. definitely cheated. I would rather be cheated on
1: with just sex than like mentally.
0: <laughs> I don't know if anyone else right. feels that way. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do, like, and Joe definitely cheated in that yeah. sense. I mean, another
2: aspect to look at this, to, like, be, like, super cheaty about this. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> cheaty, cheaty. No, not so, super Jason.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, not, uh, so, we usually tend to look at things from the perspective of either, um, um, sort of utilitarianism or whatever like consequentialism which looks at the amount of suffering in the world and happiness um which i think is bob's position it is um and, and then or we look at it from like a deontological perspective or a kantian perspective where we talk about like duties and rights and things like that and this is where like agency becomes important like did you violate their their agency by violating their consent and so on but there's also a third perspective that we rarely talk about. this I rarely talk about and that's virtue ethics. And virtue ethics focuses on developing your own virtues. So it says, look at the acts instead of looking at their consequences out in the world, um, or you know how they interact with the other people. Look at how it affects you as a person and your development in life. Um, and so from that perspective, you can say what Joe does is kind of is wrong from a virtue ethics perspective because it's not good for his virtue mm-hmm. you know it's not good for his development of you know his virtues of uh i don't know abstinence or um moderation or Wait, who whatever, decides what right? the or
1: virtues y- are
2: loyalty right even if it's well, not i think it's actual cheating it's it's individual it's still right? from his perspective so if
1: he thinks it's wrong it's sorry what is what you're if he thinks it's wrong and it goes against what he thinks is wrong that's virtue
2: ethics. No, no, no. If it, if it's bad for his character, but like, what? But who decides that? In not what necessarily sense? Necessarily up to him to. Sorry. What? In
0: what sense bad for his character? Like bad for us judging and him, or bad like he feels bad about his actions?
2: Yeah. No. I mean, he might think that he's on the right track, but his might not be. Yeah. It's supposed to be an objective thing. Well, for Aristotle, which is the father of virtue ethics, for him. It's uh the golden rule, mm-hmm. or the go- well. The sorry, not the golden rule. The golden mean. The golden mean is like for every, um, for er- every sort of dis- disposition that you might have, you can think of it as a range of, of uh, from one extreme to another. Uh, and he was saying that like virtue is to be able to hit the middle, the middle ground. So like, you can be really stingy, or you can be really wasteful. And, you know, somewhere in the middle is, is the right amount. Or you can be like uh, cowardly or you can be f- foolishly, you know, um, brave. Uh, and somewhere in the middle is courage. Is the right Courage is the right amount of whatever that is. And so for him, it was moving towards the right amount of everything, which for him was like the, the middle part. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you'd have to come up with some sort of, Criteria. A lot of times, people say that virtue ethics is not action guiding because at the end of the day, it doesn't tell well, you how
0: how what is you're supposed I, to do. how is virtue <laughs> ethics different than just like standard? Like I, I don't understand what's different about it than than you know regular societal ethics or morality.
2: I, Maybe it's so intertwined in our culture that we feel like it's just no So more Like
3: thing. I, I I don't.
2: <laughs> is that how you feel too, Bubs? that is trivial it's, it just like doesn't
1: i don't think that it paints a clear enough picture because like it's like is every does everything have like an equal um negative and overly positive um
2: yeah this is one of the things that people criticize there, so. it, it's just yeah.
1: like to me that's it's very confusing like
2: some people say like what do you want like to have the right amount of a murder yeah like, no yeah have,
1: should I be medium murdery?
2: Yeah, or like- is
1: it good to not be murdery at all? You know, you medium don't wanna,
0: murder, <laughs> medium
1: yeah. murdery. Like, but usually, I would the, ki- uh, but like maybe like I would kill for my kid. and Is that the right answer? I,
2: I, <laughs> um, no, I think uh, usually the Aristotelian response is that no, that's just the wrong way to frame it. The right way to frame it is you want the right amount of killing. Well. And, <laughs> Murder so my
1: it's perfect <laughs> okay. as long as you frame it the right way. <laughs> no, because
2: because there's justified killing, and so the the, the idea is like like you I want mean... the right amount of killing, not too much is murder. Is and there too justified is... killing?
1: Well, I guess yeah. I, uh, uh, Unless
2: you're a pacifist, you think that there's oh, no no killing not. is ever justified.
1: Well, but every it's like that's the thing with pacifism. It's like everybody has to agree. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if everyone right. were er, to, to agree to not be an yeah. asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's like a very un- unstable Nash equilibrium. Um, so,
0: so based on virtue ethics, though, then if if it's not because I misunderstood it first, that it's not internal. It's not right. what no. Joe feels like. It's fucking him up. It is what we think as a as a you know objective whole think that that if 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 he fucked up, like did he cheat? or yeah. should we say well, joe should get over it you didn't cheat. like <laughs> i hmm. yeah and
1: you could say like again going back to how the scale if undefined there's it's hard to like s- i don't know quantify so like if he went out and like fucked like 20 people mm-hmm. um versus him fucking his house doll thing um is that the medium then <laughs> so is he doing a good job
2: for, for are you still talking about virtue ethics yeah <laughs> um yeah N- well no i mean <laughs> for him it would be like the virtues of you know so like you need to be able to control your impulses that's one of the virtues you need to have what is that called
1: uh, uh well i'm the worst person ever then
2: <laughs> continent continents the ability Executive to function <laughs> I think yeah. I mean, continence. Usually, people talk about like peeing, but like,
3: <laughs>
2: but generally, like being able to hold your desires back. Um, you need some virtue, some amount of that, and and you know you can have too much of that, like a monk or something, um, or you can have too little of that, like some stupid like Joey type character. Um, Who? <laughs> Joey from like Friends? from
1: France. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought Joey was great. <laughs>
2: Well, if that person existed in real life, I would have thought he was a fucking jerk and a he, waste of resources on the planet. Well, why was he a jerk? What did he ever do that was jerk like?
0: Oh my god, I don't watch Friends, so we're not going down a Friends <laughs> rabbit hole. No, he never- I can't think of
1: one bad thing Joey ever did.
2: Really? Anyway. Oh, no.
1: yeah. the, uh, i'm this, this i challenge trigger, you girl. not right now think about it <laughs> go home and think about what we'll well, you're home this, probably
2: we'll debate this later in the, tell in the me chapter.
1: one thing joey did that was wrong
2: oh that's man. it i'll leave you okay. at that okay, okay. um so okay, there's uh, your homework oh, yep um 90s so tv reference 90s tv
0: reference sure we'll count it 90s tv reference
2: um, I forget what the fuck I'm talking
1: about. So, we're talking well, about, like, so someone who can control their impulses oh, versus right. someone who cannot ability, at all.
2: Yeah, that virtue. And so, Joe is failing in that virtue, if you're talking from a virtue ethics perspective. Like, he failed to, even though you might think, well, it's not it's not really technically, it's not cheating or whatever, because it's not it's a not human. He's not cheating. He's not good for his virtue of continence.
1: I, I don't think it's cheating, Joe me yeah
0: uh, I think I mean here's the thing it, it depends on also how we look at the 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 boy at the party trying to trying to yeah. take the synth upstairs and I think I think because they are attaching meaning to
3: Mm-hmm. And like
0: attraction to it, mm-hmm. to the synth, it is cheating. I think. I think it totally comes down because because well, what no, for- says, they don't have the agency. Like the the synths don't have the agency whether or not to consent or not consent. And we can you know call them refrigerators, whatever we want. If Joe fucked a refrigerator and was super broken up about it and felt like he had done something wrong, then yes, then then yeah. Like I think I think that we can say that that's cheating.
1: Well, but then like would you say some like someone who has survivor's guilt, did they do something wrong for being able to get out of the burning building but everyone was left behind?
0: No. No, cuz like that was She's not I, I mean, you fucking feel refrigerator is, true, is not sounds. survival related.
1: I like, but I get what you didn't you're have saying. to bang
0: the refrigerator.
1: Well, but like <laughs> <laughs> say you did something that was like completely normal. Um like say You, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, say you opened your door to go to work, Uh um, and as a result, well, I guess no, I guess it is different because they are actively choosing to do this thing, um, and you're saying like it it is bad if they view it as bad.
0: I mean, it it this actually really brings an interesting point. Like, it brings it back to in one of the first two episodes when when we saw when we saw Niska. Um, leaving the brothel, and she says, um, "Everything they do to us, they want to do to you. Like yeah. everything mm-hmm. that these Johns do to these fake humans, mm-hmm. they only do it to the synths because they can get away with it. And I think <laughs> that I think that in this case, intent is what matters. Can I well, introduce but I, a I, distinction? I no, though. Yeah, what?
2: Can I introduce a distinction that I think might help. Okay." with this discussion so one question is is it cheating the other question is is it raping and yes. those are two separate questions mm-hmm. and the, the answer to them de- de- depends on what you think about Nia, uh about anita in both cases but it de- depends on it in different ways and but it also depends on what, uh, what are, you are we think talking about, about whether or
0: not joe raped anita yeah okay no I would so, I would argue no on that
2: right. So you say Joe says it's not rape but it's cheating
0: mm-hmm.
2: potentially. Then how
0: can you
1: rape the other um, doll?
2: Bob says it's not raping and it's also not cheating and yeah. therefore it's not raping. Therefore it's not cheating.
1: Well, so <laughs> but no, how this could show it, is How could it be <laughs> that he is cheating and well, no, it's it's so I think that the the when we're talking about the cheating part, it is between Laura and her husband as to what they have defined as cheating in their relationship. Because every relationship is different. Like some people say like, oh, when you're on vacation, right. Right. anything can happen. I don't care. Just right. don't tell me about it. No, but some, let's assume some a typical like, Never.
2: Like, strict monogamous He's not allowed anything other than her.
1: Well, So he can't even masturbate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I would equate what he is doing with. I see. As masturbation. Well, okay,
2: so if he got, here's the thing if he got it, like a sex toy, right? Mm-hmm. And this is not the normal thing for them, right? He got like one of those like flashlight or whatever. Flashlight. Flashlights. <laughs>
0: Flesh-
2: <laughs> Which Flesh. don't, they suck. Um. <laughs>
0: go on
3: this just got real
0: interesting tmi continue (laughs) tmi keep going
2: (laughs) that's not what that
3: means
2: (laughs) (laughs) so um right and he did that i uh, it's clear i think from the text that um his family would have been far less upset right they would have been like, oh, gross. Or like his wife would have been like, ah, gross. But okay, you didn't tell me you do that kind of thing. And he would be like, yeah, okay. I mean, I thought I kind of, I thought it would like... I thought it was my up. private time. Yeah, and so she'd be like, okay, well, I guess... Or something, right? I mean, some people freak out about that too. Oh,
1: yeah, I know. I had <laughs> <But I know. laughs> a story from college of a friend who, she came running to our... I lived with a bunch of soccer girls. And um, she came running to our house crying and she was like oh my god Kyle cheated on me and we were like that scumbag come in we, we'll get the wine like let's go ladies like you know and we're, we're sitting there we're like patting her back people are getting <laughs> tissues like someone's putting on like some sappy movie and you know everyone's doing their job and so she continues and she's like I just found out he's watching all this porn and we're ever like the <laughs> The, the room just goes silent <laughs> except for the tv in the background and so we're just like oh, oh uh,
3: what, uh, was chatting with people
1: <laughs> online like online like was it weird porn? shit like, like is
0: it gross yeah.
1: porn yeah like, is it like really like unforgivable kinky weird how are you possibly into that <laughs> um <laughs> And,
0: and she's like, she, she's like what? I don't, I don't know. You know, anyways. And so would you guys <laughs> sit her down and explain, like, the birds and the porn bees? Like,
2: how? She
0: was so upset that I don't think any of us said anything. I think
2: <laughs> we were Dude, just like. Dude, that's so awkward. You have no idea what to say uh, at that point.
1: I think we're just like, well. well was she dumb? Uh, no. This was an Some people are sensitive school.
2: to that. I've never she was been a to the Eastern electrical Hemisphere, Electrical engineer. Though. I guess. Was this girl uh, American? Yeah, American. We were all American like, in that room. Ethnically she was from white,
1: Maine. Yes, white from Maine.
2: Okay, because like I mean, you know, I if you go into like <laughs> towards east, um, you know, this <laughs> this will become much more normal for people to really freak out about this stuff. This kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I understand that it is very, a Western culture thing, um, and I think there's definitely things to discuss in terms of, like, people do get addicted to porn. Um, I was watching, actually, The Orville is another great show that maybe we should discuss sometime, but um, there was an episode about one of the, the, the captain people um, becoming addicted to porn, um, which was, it was, like, really cool porn. It was, like, fully, like, simulated immersion porn.
0: <laughs> That sounds cool um which how,
1: how are they not all addicted to it you know like how is that ship even like still floating <laughs> um but yeah it, it is it's definitely a cultural
0: thing so wait so where did we land on, on but
2: this? yeah but i think that we can say with, <laughs> with some well okay with your friend right let's just say let's start with the extreme case i'm glad that this exists we all, as the story, the way that you're telling the story itself kind of implies that everyone in that room and everyone who's hearing the story would most likely think that this is silly. That. Oh yeah. Surely he didn't cheat on you because there's no other human being involved. Um, yeah. and there's no like agent, especially no agent involved. If he like fucked a corpse. Ooh. It would be kind of gross and like you'd probably break up with him anyway, but like. He didn't uh, cheat on you, right? Like, that's not...
3: <laughs> I,
1: you
0: know, he's just a... S- oh, you're just... A, you're just... Well, I don't even... Like, I don't like, like, work I feel that. like cheating is not in the breakup conversation. <laughs> like, that's not even in the sphere you cheated of on why i <laughs> <laughs> With Mrs.
2: Opal, like, who
0: died last week.
2: But technically, like, you didn't do anything wrong, right? Like, you didn't uh, hurt anyone.
1: Here's the thing. Uh, we... His penis was in necrotic flesh. I so, think that that's wrong. Then
0: he wants to put that necrotic flesh penis touching in like mm.
3: what? Okay, mm. okay, Here's the thing: the I'm thing, already on.
0: planning the tweet that I'm gonna have to send out for this episode, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like, corpse fucking is gonna be one of the bullet points. And yes. he, this is what happens when we let bubs wrangle.
3: <laughs> yes. So, yes. No, but- <laughs> it's working. <laughs>
2: <laughs> seriously though like think about it like he okay if you look at it from the perspective of, of harm and suffering and and happiness right he didn't mm-hmm. harm anyone he didn't cause any suffering for anyone he created some happiness for himself so he actually on net the net increase i mean sure his partner is now upset but like he maybe he didn't know that he thought she'd be okay with it or whatever. she'd be
0: down whatever yeah i thought, so, I thought <laughs> trisha was cool
2: <laughs> and so that's and then if you look at it from the perspective of the ontology or like in terms of the rights and duties the course has no rights and duties it's just an object and we talked about this when we talk about cannibalism it's not wrong because like, you're not it's just an object it has no again because it has no agency right and it has no quality again i don't know when which is important but um I think if in terms of like, is it rape or not? It's also important. Does it have quality? Does, is it feeling something when this is happening? Is it feeling like viol- being violated or or it's just nothing? It's just dark in there completely, right? That yeah. I think kind of matters too, right? Even if you think it has no agency, but you think it can feel. Just like exactly like okay. Mia, right? Then this brings me to another bullet point. Heather. Mia is inside Anita, right? And and the, she has no agency because she can do nothing. She can't uh, actuate any course of action.
1: Okay. Right? Yes, but, like, so if a witch were to cast a soul into a dildo <laughs> and that dildo was then, or flashlight was then used, is it rape? Know.
2: Oh, jeez. <laughs> is it? This is one I- of those thought experiments. Okay, I'm a Pittsburgh philosopher.
0: Wait, why are we why are we distinguishing it as Pittsburgh? Wait, is that like a special school of philosophy? Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: Pittsburgh philosophers, one thing that they don't like is thought experiments (laughs) or this kind of thought experiment. Because the the problem with this kind of thought experiment is if I'm if I'm assenting to this premise that there's there are souls and they can be shoved into flashlights. Then what else can I? What else is happening in this world? Like, can I? Are there tooth fairies or like? What else am I agreeing to? Because like this is so outlandish that I don't know what my That's intuitions, my moral intuitions, have nothing to say about this kind of situation.
1: Yeah, but you guys aren't all sitting on trolleys plowing people either. <laughs> you still talk about that? Yeah,
2: yeah. A lot of even th- th- people Pittsburgh doesn't that too. even
1: have trolleys. It doesn't even have trolleys.
2: <laughs> people don't oh like the trolley God. example in Pittsburgh. I'm, okay. I talk about it on the podcast, but it's it's not... It's not what people are not supposed to hear. So anyway... What the fuck
0: were we
1: talking <laughs> it's about? It's upon, okay.
2: So Let's, here, what, here's the thing. Quali- okay.
1: wait, can you tell what... Can you explain what qualia is again? Because A, sure. I've already forgotten. And B, maybe people didn't listen to the last podcast. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> yes. sorry. So, sure. sure. Yeah, so um, when... We said that whenever on this show on The Humans... They say conscious. There is one of two things that they mean. It's either agency or it's qualia. And agency is roughly the ability to make decisions or us kind of recognizing as something, recognizing something as capable of making decisions. So that's agency. And then, uh, qualia is this feeling in this in your head or this raw feeling. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's this light that goes on you see it on the show when some of these quote-unquote unconscious robots come online and become conscious, as though the light goes on in their head and they suddenly actually feel and see things and you know so far as the data has been being processed but they weren't feeling anything but at this point they actually feel and this is Mm -hmm. actually something that anita brings up right and this 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 line kills me when when joe is uh examining Anita Naked mm-hmm. and uh she's like he says oh man that's nasty and she's like i don't feel pain joe senses relay information about external damage and sensation but it mm-hmm. is not comparable to human pain
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay so what would have f- here's a little quiz can i do a little like philosophy quiz yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i God love quizzes it. is this the bu- BuzzFeed quiz <laughs>
2: what would a functionalist say about this statement that i just read this quote from anita i don't feel pain i have senses that relay information about surface damage and sensation that if you're
1: able to relay the information that indicates damage then it's equatable to a human whose epidermis or whatever um logs damage and is transmitted through the neurons Um, or the nervous system. Um, so it's the equivalent.
0: I feel like it's a midway point between, between say someone who has like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, like diabetic, uh, what is it called? Neuropathy? um where you know you can't you go numb in you know in your feet or something and the problem with that is that you actually don't relay the information you don't know that yeah. you've hurt yourself um the pain you know you have hurt yourself probably pretty fucking severely but you don't feel anything at all right. and so i that's feel like
2: definitely not feeling pain because you don't you're not having any of the functions of the pain which yeah. is to get you away from danger that's but the point suddenly, of
0: are you not you know if you can't feel anything physical or whatever are you are you not human then like i feel like she's somewhere in between then like or yeah or so functionalist
2: like... would say she's most of most of the way there right so bobs would say maybe it's totally equivalent maybe some hardcore functionalists would say yes yeah, that is what pain is that's how sometimes i feel i'm like dude that's pretty much what pain is is being able to f- sense Surface damage relate related to some central. It's just a very dry
0: element. way of saying it. Well but that's what happens. Yeah.
2: But then the qualia, right? So the idea is no, look, all of that is happening, all of that processing is happening. Information is being relayed from relayed from the surface, it's going somewhere, being processed and whatever. And it results in the organism or whatever they, in the object avoiding the thing that was causing the damage and so on. But it's not feeling anything in there. It's all blank. It's, you know, there's nothing there. So uh, that's something that a functionalist would say is impossible, basically. Like if it can, if it looks like it's in pain, then that's basically what it is to be in pain.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the idea, right? So if, so if I dress
1: up like a princess, am I a princess? No. <laughs> Functionally, yes. Thank you. Yes.
2: If, if you can like order some people around and they listen to you then yeah keep talking if you have a castle and I like you can order people around <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah um anyway so qualia uh, yeah right so qualia is the, this this feeling this raw feeling in your head that that's um uh, the quality of your experience and so i was saying that to some extent when you think is it wrong when joe has sex with anita or or with that um mate since mate uh, mate in the party Mm-hmm. What, if, if part of whether it's wrong or not is can they feel anything right and this is what you were talking about both, right can they suffer are they mm-hmm. distressed by what you're doing yeah this is it just completely nothing for them right yeah. and then later we realized that oh there was mia inside anita and so mia was for sure being distressed by this um
1: well, was she though? we don't
2: the, we I... don't know about anita it was like dia yeah mia sorry
1: well, no, 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 this comes back to like what I talked about last week when um, anthropomorphizing artificial yeah. intelligence. Why would an artificial intelligence care about a an internal physical presence, foreign physical presence? If, if, if you know, we we feel that way because. Of
3: evolution. Well, so would sure. a, a robot feel... view
1: this? This and that's why I, I Niska. I still do believe Niska's storyline because um, she was set up as a family member. So what she was set up to believe as part of her identity is um, broken by the way her supposed father figure treats her. So it, 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 there's like an incongruence with mm-hmm. what she is meant to believe and what she is treated with, you know, yeah. versus like the rest of them don't necessarily, you know, Joe's not part of her family and still like family. What does family mean? You know, if for are ro- like, it's, there's so many questions.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, they, they do so like, I, like
1: I don't shit. know that they'd care. Like, they'd be like, oh... These funny humans
3: (laughs) with their little (laughs) genitals. here's (laughs) the thing, though.
2: If they do feel like they're agents, right, and Mm -hmm. we give them agency, then Mm -hmm. presumably they'll have some sense of having your own uh, personal boundary, right? Maybe. Um, Maybe, But, like, even
1: think about culturally, our personal boundaries – um how comfortable we feel nude with like family friends whatever it's cultural it's something that we've learned um and so would that not be true of a robot in the sense that it's even like it might be different
2: like they might not care if you're sweaty or whatever like they shouldn't
1: care that they're they're naked or the whatever like what does that mean to them yeah
2: yeah, I mean, humans wouldn't normally care if you're naked or not. Yeah. either. We're it's just been like trained the... to care about that. But the thing it's is... not like, like... they're going
1: to get raped and pregnant, which is, like, why humans are so... Ev- like, not that it, it's... I mean, <laughs> I don't want to, like, reduce it down to that because I feel like it sounds wrong. But I think, like, evolutionarily, one of the reasons why it's so traumatic mm. is... You don't. You. That's not a violation that you'd ever like. Right. W- you. You know. You've been. Whatever. Because <laughs> the survival. Like allowed,
2: yes. Um, and so. Yeah. But let's. We have to be careful not to commit the genetic fallacy. Um, What's that? You know, the fallacy. So the genetic fallacy is the is when you explain the origin of something as a way of undermining it. So um, when you say, for example, you're. Not, I'm not saying this is what you're saying, mm-hmm. but someone might say. Look, there is no morality or whatever. Um, the reason people feel like rape is wrong is because they don't want people to get pregnant. They don't want oh. themselves to get pregnant or whatever. But like Evolutionarily, that's yeah. why it came about, right? And yes. the, the idea is that the fallacy there is just because you were able to reduce its origins to something mundane, that yeah. doesn't mean that it you undermined it.
1: It doesn't cancel out the actual real implications and trauma that go with it. Um, It just gives like, it gives understanding as to why in our society that's such a transgression. Um,
2: Yeah, but we think, we do think that it's wrong because it violates someone else's agency, right? We think that this person, because they're capable of setting their own goals they should be allowed to make their own decisions. That's what agency is—the the ability. We think that they they they're able to set their own goals and you know
3: mm-hmm. have
2: their own aims and make their own promises, enter into contracts. That's the sort of thing that we we the agency is functionally right. So, and um, if we think that this thing, whatever mm-hmm. it is, can do that, then presumably it would have some sense of you know give me my own personal space to act you know you can't mm-hmm. like you for you definitely they definitely wouldn't like it if you physically constrained them um and you know well now putting your part of body into them is probably i mean they're not like dislike it the way that a human does but it's still mm-hmm. like just like dude like i'm a thing over here that has its own rights and whatever right like you hmm I have my own, at least like the boundaries of my body has to be like my decision, (laughs) like what happens there. So like if I have any decision to make at all, as as if I'm given agency, at least uh, the boundaries of my body has to be like what I decide what happens with that. So, Mm -hmm. um, right. So I think that they would have some sense of it being wrong, but they certainly, you're right. They wouldn't feel it the same way that we, we feel.
1: Well, I don't even know that they have a sense of wrong. Like, it's it's more like, it's, like, kind of like, um, I'm trying to find, like, an equitable thing. Like, there's, like, in our lives, there's things that, like, a friend has come to, be like, well, like, for my example, my friend thinking that she was cheated on because her boyfriend watched porn, you know? Like, and to her, that was very real. That was a very real violation, um, and for me, I was just like, uh, oh, it's, uh, you know, it, it, I didn't understand it, but I entertained her idea of it, um, despite it not being what I believe, because I, it was important to her. Um, yeah. And so, like,
3: I Well, don't, I mean, like, if you think
2: about what does she think has been violated, um, she probably thinks that um, there was some sort of, like, sanctity to the relationship that they had uh that involves him never like lusting after any other woman whether it's Mm -hmm. fictional or real or or movie or whatever right um so whether i'm not saying she's that's a good standard to have but um, that might have been like what she thinks is violated Um, yeah so she thinks that there's something wrong happening between them right Um, yeah or maybe she thinks that porn is some people think porn is wrong like the industry the its own existence is wrong um anyway so (laughs) my point is that um yeah i was i was saying that if they feel anything at all and you were saying they would certainly not feel it the way that a human feels being raped
1: Um, i mean i i don't know i don't know maybe maybe they would find value in being like it's they would find value in being um horrified by it and i don't know what what would create
0: that because it would be each it's really like hard to explain so, you know so i i see what you're saying bubs like with the with the, the way that the ai would care about it or not care about it but i think that that more would actually apply more to the to the ai that we see in season 2 v yes um more yes. so than with human than than with the sense, because the sense were designed to be oh I see it the opposite human. I see
1: it the opposite because v was modeled after a human brain she's not corporeal um but being modeled after a human brain, I think I would see her being more. What it's we not typically... that she's modeled
2: after it's just that she her initial conditions were whenever that girl died that yeah. brain was copied and that's when V started yeah from there and then evolved but from but I,
1: they copied over those
2: memories and everything yeah
1: well but what are memories are like synaptic patterns and so like
2: yeah
3: it, i mean this me, is a city those of more... light question right can you <laughs> is, is that,
2: is that even a that... thing right like can you have a person's brain like when um, Monty was saying, talking to um, Raven and he was like, this is, well, this is your mom's brain. It's encoded in Allie's, you know, in- programming language, but it's her brain. And so it was like, is that even possible?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think in terms of Monty, it felt like it's not that he killed his mother twice well i mean oh my god this is all so complicated (laughs) so i feel like to him he killed his mother twice i know that in terms of whether he actually killed his mother twice i'm up in the air about because you know the city of lights wasn't fully explained to what extent people are preserved i
2: i'm still kind of puzzled by how you guys decide whether something is conscious or not because so, i've been distinguishing but like i was saying like there's quality and agency but like um so we are not Bob says bending to any of your rules well what? i think bob's is saying that she thinks if it can suffer right and my question is like okay how do we know that but okay well uh, that, that's uh, the idea right if it can suffer then it's it's it's, it's a subject of moral questioning and we can Talk about I, I think if can something
1: can suffer, like you know, a slug, a shellless slug, just mm-hmm. out on its own, to, you know, living its life, P- pouring salt on it is cr- it's cruel. There's no other way to describe that. That's cruel. Like, mm-hmm. and so, what was the Why, point of me saying? Why salt burns
2: this? It or something?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. And. Yeah, I don't remember what the point of me saying this was. Yeah, so, no, <laughs> your like, standard
2: for uh, considering something conscious is qualia-based. You think that if it can suffer... In uh, some cases, then...
1: in some cases. Okay. Not always? Well, well but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, <laughs> I wouldn't send out a census for slugs to answer, like... You know, do you right. have a shell? Do you not have a shell? You know, how many leaves? How many do you people eat are living year? in your
0: shell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> how many times have you? How do slugs procreate? Do they just split? Or they? I, I think they do it. Huh. They do it.
2: <laughs> and then for Joe, Joe says that if yeah. he can pass the Turing test, now if he can pass well, the Turing test, that okay. So what is the I'm not Turing saying test? That that's that?
0: the only the only test. But I'm saying oh. like. It need like that is one qualification that I'm gonna need.
2: Right. And why is that?
0: Um because if as as a card carrying human, um it needs to convince me that it is in some way alive. Because otherwise, then then no, it is not. It is not. But what does alive mean? That's that's the thing. Like that's that's what the you know the Turing test would be would be to convince me that I am not speaking with an AI. Um, it is, you know, improvisation. It's, um, you know, being able well, to. Well, it is an
2: AI, and, but it's supposed. I to mean, be it is sex. yes,
0: but I. Yeah. Y- to get to the to the point of of I'm actually gesturing wildly in
2: my office. <laughs> I
1: can hear it. I can
0: see. I, can
2: totally I always hear. assume that that's happening. You can always. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but no, I mean,
0: if you have if you have the difference between say um, Anita and Mia, for example, right? Um, okay. Anita. Is and I and I love this with with Laura being like there's just something fucking off about her and it's this gut instinct this feeling motherly that she has. intuition motherly intuition of being you know she knows that this this other bitch in her house is not it's not she's not gonna good steal for the her house. babies she's gonna steal her babies <laughs> and, and her steal man. her man <laughs> yeah. um, but but like so so I think that Anita for example sort of tickles that that tickles that little like is she more than than just this you know toaster but once mia happens once once mia's switch happens then you know she is convincing she is able to sort of not just convince someone in one moment that she is you know feeling and 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 a person um, but, you know, it's not it's not a party trick. It's not something, you know, it, it's its an ongoing thing. Right. And if it if it ends up being that, you know, Mia was faking it the whole time for, you know, a million years, um, then, you know, I guess, I, my bad. Okay. Um. <laughs> Two questions.
2: Two questions. Why yeah. is that? What Why is, is what? it about Mia? That if she was is- able
0: to fake it, though, that means she was sentient. Right? Exactly. I'm like, well, if you could fake it, then why would you be doing that? So that's another question. Wait, why is Mia so – because Gemma Chan is amazing? I don't, I don't understand the question. <laughs> Do you think no. that actor knew that he was going to, like, have a sex scene with Gemma Chan ever in his life? Right? Like, you like, go into acting and you're like, wait, I'm going to get to make out with Gemma Chan? He's like, <laughs> I'm going to be a dad in beer commercials. <laughs> and then this happens. So, there was, <laughs> so there, was, there, was a, there was a BBC show called Dates – um, and I think I've told you about this, Bubs, but separate issue. This is just mm-hmm. a Gemma Chan story. Uh, there's a BBC show called Dates, and it's basically about people. Like, it it follows a couple as they go on. I think a first date, or maybe it's a different date. I don't know. But like it, like they go on a date. And so mm-hmm. there's one episode with Gemma Chan in it, and uh, Katie McGrath plays her plays her sort of blind date or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was like this sort of behind the scenes interview where Katie McGrath was basically just talking about like. Not not tooting her own horn or anything, but just being like, you know, I'm I accept that I am a beautiful person and that I am usually the the beautiful person on set. But then there's fucking Gemma Chan over here. And like, what <laughs> am I supposed to do with that? And you're just kinda like, right? Well, you're not you're not wrong, Katie. You're not wrong. Um It's so true, and like an Katie is a
1: beautiful person. Um, but I think like Gemma
0: Chan is like alien beautiful. Like Well, so here's my question, though, like, what if, and this is this is kind of one of those things like that goes back to the very beginning of the series where Sophie asks if uh, if they can return return the synth if she's not pretty, like if they can get a different one. And I just kind of wonder, like, how much of what the audience and the Hawkins sort of get out of this with her looking the way she does. Like, do we then... I, I feel like we are affording her more um, because of how she looks. Like, that we her want and to believe. Niska. Yeah, her and Niska. Like, yeah. Niska's not, not sad to look at either. She's, yeah, she's she's another gorgeous <laughs> lady. Um,
1: um,
2: well, I would argue that there are certain things that they do. I mean, this goes okay. back to question the question that I was asking you. So, like you said, when Mia turns on, comes on, or whatever... Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's, it's pretty immediately, it's not even, doesn't even take that long. It pretty immediately convinces you that it's an agent. Right? Yeah. Now, again, we they say con- conscious and they mean two things. And I don't know why these two things have to come together. One is the quality, I think that it can actually feel now. And then the other one is agency that it can make decisions for itself. It can set its own aims. So we somehow immediately are convinced of, of, one or the other or both of these things and um the question is why what is it about mia's behavior aka just a normal person's behavior that i mean okay she's not completely like a normal she still has like robotic aspects she still moves very efficiently and the Mm -hmm. way she runs is funny and Right, so like the way- she'll
1: always watch Laura's children.
2: The, yeah, the way- always <laughs> in a creepy voice. The way that she um, turns her head is funny, right? So like she's acting not completely like a human, but there's something about. Of course, you know she doesn't eat or whatever. She plugs into the freaking wall, so like <laughs> it's not human, but there's something about her that convinces us pretty quickly that Mm -hmm. this thing has its own boundary and this has its own needs to be left alone to make its own decisions, you know, um, and so on. Mm -hmm. What is that? What is she doing that Anita doesn't do that brings that about?
0: I mean, in, in this specific instance, I think it is, um, it, it was actually kind of weird, I would say, because, Mia emoted so much in that moment in a way that was human, in a way that we don't see when she actually is Mia. Like, Mia (laughs) is more human than Anita in her, like, inflections, in the way that she moves, in the way that she, like, interacts with the world. But she is not that screaming, panicked woman Mm -hmm. that we saw when Maddie, like, hacked into her. And I think, I don't know if that was a mistake or if that was, like, them trying to really sort of drive it home. Um I thought that was, like...
2: Well, also, because she's she, no, no, trapped she was, in there. Yeah, she's freaking yeah, out. She was yeah. watching
1: everything. So that was, like, her moment to come out. I think that's why she was screaming. And versus when she was Mia, she was, like, free and, you know...
2: Yeah. In control it's of It's a locked-in... It's like locked-in syndrome. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah. locked-in syndrome? Yeah. Yeah. That's the so, that's the scariest thing ever. No,
3: it ever. sounds horrifying. Yeah, it also um, sounds like
1: the host by Stephanie what's the author of Twilight? Oh, Stephanie Meyer? Stephanie Meyer. I read that book and watched the movie.
0: <laughs> Was there also disappointing no sex in it as well?
1: Yes. I think people got married. Meat. Um but no, that was Mormons. like these these like um, pacifistic robots that came. They come from space. They like colonize the mm-hmm. planet. They make everyone super like peaceful and utopic by like crawling into their brain and like c- taking control. And so like our the protagonist, it's all about her being able to subdue her brain, um, crawly thing. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad with words. <laughs> um anyways yeah it made me think of that continue
3: um anyway
2: so okay right so i was saying what is it that what is it that mia does that convinces us that it's an agent and um and okay so now i don't i'm hoping that you guys start to like spell out some of it like i don't know if you can but like i don't know if i can like so right that's the Challenge is like what is it? There's something about it. So, first of all, it's not as stiff and like you know, stick up its ass. But that's certainly not the criterion, right? Like and how
3: empathy. It's stiff empathy. it
2: moves and whatever is not. Okay. Well, so okay, empathy. So what is empathy? The, that she shows that she can understand other people's feelings.
1: Understand another being's feelings and responding in kind. Witch, but but we doesn't see that Anita, with Anita do
2: that too? Yeah, Anita does. So I would argue but, that.
1: But no, that's because it's Mia pushing it.
2: We don't know that.
1: I I believe it's that. Like, that's <laughs> the whole point of like her being, you know, Anita Mia is is that she is not a normal synth. She she right. pushes they the say envelope. That she's she, weird. I mean, when right. she what does she say? But, um Oh, there's something she says that like she agrees with. We just talked about it. Um, which Anita could have never just said by herself.
0: Um
2: I will always take care of Sophie.
0: No, it's something else. Oh you wait, don't... the the uh are you um Anita, do you ever feel afraid? I think everyone yes. does. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like that was such a line. Yeah, uh, that's it so was weird. That's confirmation. Confusing. I think one of my favorite things about the show, or at least about these first few episodes, is how much we sort of are Laura. Like, or at least I identify, (laughs) like, Laura just becomes this, like, perfect, she's my favorite sort of proxy on the show for experiencing um, the rest Mm -hmm. of the synths. Yeah. Um, Especially during these first few episodes, because she is, like genuinely creeped the fuck out and you're like totally on her side because what are you gonna Anita do you ever yeah. feel afraid? I think everyone does and you're like what the fuck? What the fuck did my toaster just say? Like you supposed to say I don't understand the question. Exactly. Like I, I love no, her she, little, like she
2: just said in that breakfast conversation pre breakfast that she does not feel fear. She said, uh, I do not feel oh, fear Oh like after so then, after rescuing
0: says- Toby. Yeah.
1: No,
2: when she was explaining that she's a better mother than Oh, why she would be a better mother. One of the reasons, yeah, I do not feel fear. And then she said, I think everyone feels fear. So yeah, so I agree that right. So she's supposed to be weird and the reason she's weird is because Mia is in Mm -hmm. there or whatever. But
1: yeah.
2: But so in, in any case, we don't know like in any given moment whether it was intended that it was Mia or not. And but there are moments where Anita does things that are not don't contravene her programming or her commands what she's been commanded to do but she has discretion to do it or not right so cuz there's like mandatory and there's forbidden and then there's things that are just permissible but you know you don't have to do them but you can and mm-hmm. there are those are times when they make decision in some um you know, bare-bone sense of the term. They decide between one course of action and another. Um, And there are times when Anita does things that kind of give you pause, and you're like, hmm, if she does more of these more frequently, then I'm going to start feeling like it's really definitely an agent. Um, So, like, when, you know, that moment when uh, she... Joe is kind of getting paranoid and uh, Anita is like, don't do that, Joe. Don't go there. Um, and then she randomly gives him this piece of information that, that you know, mm-hmm. calms his paranoia. And so um, it's... Or incites okay. it. Say what?
1: It incites it because she, the... Laura didn't go where she said she was going.
0: Right, but at the same time, like, it... It was. Meant, she said she was going was to a work to.
2: thing, and she did go to a work thing.
0: Yeah, she, she was just cagey about it, and Joe wanted to sur- Joe's ha- like radar feelers were already up because of the Tom thing.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, um, well, he didn't.
1: He didn't. So, if she had said, "I'm going to go meet a new client about something," blah blah blah, then not yeah. recognizing the address would not have been so alarming.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, but I think the point was that she is at some work really some work mm-hmm. related thing after all. Mm-hmm. And it's with a woman. It's not Tom or anything, right? So, so I think that was like to, and he didn't go there to, you know, catch her because he was convinced that it was a work thing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? Um, so that is kind of a human thing that Anita does, right? Mm-hmm. Like it has some some humanity it's, to it's it. It's
0: super similar to when she asked Laura, asked for Sophie to ask Laura right. to tuck yeah. her in.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, said that it, when she decided, so that's, again, this And she lies about the her.
0: outside stuff. Wait, which,
1: yeah. which? The Sophie outside stuff. Oh,
2: yeah. That yeah. yeah, that seemed like she just glitched or something. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so like, I'm, we could argue in each of these cases that it's Mia um, doing. Shining
1: through. Um, Not completely, but like little...
2: Yeah, she of course sounds completely like Anita, but you can also read it as these are things that she has discretion to do or not. That's not doesn't contradict her programming. Um, you could interpret it as in as being in, you know, co- consistent with her programming. Um, but, well, how would you, you know,
1: know though? We we wouldn't know unless we saw like in real time the programming happening. Yeah. How it's, like, deducing what to do next, like, you know, if this, then blah, blah, blah. If this, then blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. This idea of it contradicting the programming is kind of dumb anyway, (laughs) because, like, I don't do anything that contradicts my brain's programming.
1: I mean, you do, but it's also your brain's programming. (laughs)
2: Yeah, everything I do is my brain is programming, and same for the computer. So, like, even the consciousness... So, are you sense, a hard determinist? There's,
1: <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> so, right, so I'm a determinist in the sense that I think that everything is a program. Everything is determined in my brain or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but a hard determinist says that, therefore, there is no such thing as agency anyway. There is no such thing as a free will or making choices.
1: I think it just redefines what that means in terms well, of like... A,
2: a compatibilist redefines what that means and says, look, free <laughs> actions or agent agency is s- some subset of those things that are determined, well, but they have just, some quality that... how could you that,
1: possibly determine things without some kind of processes going on in making that determination? Like, how can it not be? Like, I don't understand.
2: <laughs> who said that there's... Sorry, what? What did you know? I was just
1: hard determining, deterministing, Det- whatever.
2: I hard determinism? Yeah. Uh-huh. What about it?
1: No, I'm just saying like, it's compatible with the other thing that you're saying. Um, it's, it's more that like, you're saying there's no agency. But like, I mean, you still have to process the information and come up to the, con- so like, how is it not? always the processing
2: right i mean it kind of erases like it says it's all. But what, it's, all it's the the not erasing right? so anything then you have to-
1: I think it's just redefining what we mean when we say um sentience and um a- like agency maybe isn't you know making up decisions out of nowhere because that doesn't make sense agency right. is like having um a complex enough um processing system that means that lots of different factors that are input over time determine what the output is so agency is that we're all unique and in in the sense that like our system is complex enough that it it creates creativity mm-hmm. in the sense that like um we are able to like look at data um, abstractly in a way mm-hmm. that a pure um, simple processor would not be able to
2: mm-hmm. is what I th- well the way I would say it is that you <laughs> 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 is that you don't believe in agency. What you just said is you don't believe in agency. What you're saying is the criterion for whether something gets to be you know have rights and stuff whether something uh, gets to be considered conscious is how things are for them what it's like to be them right if it's like sure, a certain way to be them, <laughs> so yeah
1: animals get rights trees that infect the infect uh affect wow infect the environment so
2: that's beings. what i would say is a qualia based criterion for consciousness not an agency based so well, I, I guess i don't like believe you, in doesn't believe in agency right you don't believe in such a thing i don't as believe in your de-
1: definition with. of agency <laughs> what like how, i don't it, it
2: seems like a silly making concept choices. making choices
1: the most simple computer system makes choices no but the most simple computer choices.
0: system makes a choice that it was programmed to do exactly but that's not a choice is it, it was not? Told to, no, it was told to do a thing. Like, the best that you'll get is it an ran if, like, like It ran from what it understands
1: of the world. It ran well, what it
0: understands, and it came up to a answer. Well, we're not talking about a simple computer program then. Like, because, so, you know, if we're talking about, like, something super simple, then that would be, like, an if-else statement. If this, then this. Else, this. Yeah. And so that's not, that's not a choice. That's just, like, that's just a flowchart.
1: Well, but sometimes there are two equal results. And it's about being able to choose between. But like, so for example, a computer cannot randomly choose anything, right? So what it yeah. uses... No, what it, it uses it. There's a random number generator. <laughs> it do, yes, there is, but... No, 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 but it takes out... It needs outward input. So, for example, the movement of a mouse... It uses that number to inject it into its num its random number um generator, so that it is actually a random. It can't actually come up with a random number. It's not able to, and so, in the sense that, like for humans, sometimes you come up with two, like you know, what was Gilmore Girls about all those years? Pro and con lists. You know, <laughs> it, there's a lot of different options, and sometimes two options. are, to the processing system, seem very similar. And in the end of it, like you, you just have to choose one. And it's like you would call that agency, I guess. But like there's always going to be a factor that contributed, contributed into you choosing that one factor yeah. so, or that one option. And so, I mean, in that sense, it's that always sense. dictated by the system that you're right. running on.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. What Bob's is saying is consistent with what we believe she believes, <laughs> which is,
1: <laughs> but not consistent with Shaheen's <laughs> belief of reality. I feel like I feel no, like no. I have. What,
2: when did I ever say it's not consistent with my? Yeah.
1: You I thought that like I was by myself in this. We might need well, to uh,
0: move things move along a
3: little. I feel like <laughs> we I keep getting like,
0: too yeah. far away from the show. That's, that's <laughs> we totally have true. Yeah, I feel like we have gotten into a thirty-minute argument.
2: My my um, point was just going to be that Anita does <laughs> Anita does some things that are things that typically would convince a person that this is an agent or that this is a this is conscious. Um, and she doesn't do maybe enough of them for a lot of people but she does some of them and so my question is what do you do with that? Like if she did enough of them more, you know, frequently enough then you would consider a person you know, a conscious person but
1: I think it comes down to, like, in a penal system, it's, like, innocent until proven guilty, and I think that that's what would have to happen with very sophisticated, potentially just computer systems, (laughs) is that I I think that, like, my vote would always be to give the benefit of the doubt if we are not able to determine if it is actually um, a living individual running its own system. Um and yeah, yeah I,
2: whatever I, that means.
0: Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Um do we want to talk about Leo cool. and friends briefly before we uh wrap it up? Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah. Um
1: <gasps> does anyone have pressing stuff to say about it? Uh, yeah.
0: The only yeah. thing that I really liked was uh the confrontation between Max and Leo and Niska um and max saying you took someone's life and niska being like you talk about life like it can't be manufactured um so interesting i just fucking love that line um just because it shows a way of like so she's pro life <laughs> i mean she's <laughs> she's pro life well it, how,
1: what she's pro life if like, there's the possibility <laughs> of
0: life it's life right no, I I think I I read it. I read that to mean that like she views all life the same, but that he, that but that synths are the are the next level of evolution.
1: Well, But she sees murder of synths who are not sen- sentient. So that's like the murder of a fetus that is not yeah. yet born. Right, um, and this is the thing,
2: right? Is like
1: it's pr- it's like pro life robot edition.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, if the distinction between conscious and non-conscious sense is really significant, if these are really two ty- metaphysically different types of things, that one deserves to be treated one way and the other deserves to be treated another way, then Niska is mistaken in being so upset about, you know, so outraged about these non-con- so-called non-conscious sense being victimized, right? Well,
0: no, I, I, think, I think it's not about the non-conscious synths being victimized. I don't think that that's what it's about because you have to go back to what she said about, um, like in the in the same conversation with Max and Leo when she asked when when she told Leo like, would you have asked a human woman to stay in that place? And so what I think it is, it's less about what's being done to the synths and more about the intention of the humans that she doesn't like. That that that's what upsets her because it's it's not. She recognizes that she keeps her pain on and that that is a choice that she has made because as she said, I was meant, I was made to feel. And so like, she doesn't want to turn that off. And she understands that the other sins don't have that experience. Like, I think that she, she gets that, but I think her issue after having been, you know, basically a slave prostitute is she has seen the bad intentions and darkness of of humans and that is what upsets her how are those bad intentions
1: so that's like me being a pyromaniac and going on the sims and burning shit down you know like am i like (laughs) if i have that impulse and it's very real in me and i have this drive but i'm channeling that drive into my the sims 4 all the expansion (laughs) packs like am i is am i immoral
0: no, I don't think that you're immoral. I think what it is, okay, maybe I, I oversimplify She 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 sees other synths as a gray area. Well, as pro-life. <sighs>
2: or it's just gray area of agency. <laughs> I mean, you because. have to but realize we been that... talking about it all along.
0: <laughs> God damn it. Is that the <laughs>
2: synths are in some gray area of agency. I mean But I mean the thing is, okay. So I I think people get caught
1: up on the corporeal aspect of AI when I think that, like, V is probably...
0: uh, You would argue that V is more human?
1: um, I was was about to say that, but, like, I think that's not true. Because we obviously see that these characters are very much aware and um, affected by their environment and all the the things that they come across. And to me, that is, like, very... I, like... I don't even think we need to use, like, the human um, equivalent. We just need to say, like, they're a living thing that feels and,
0: and yeah, I, is Yeah, I don't like using to... the term human. I like using the term person. Per, like, or yeah. yeah. just I,
1: I would say, like, living thing. <laughs> um yeah. and, I, and I know that, that that seems like it, like, um puts them down to an animal level. But I'm, I'm saying, like, animals, yeah, what do you mean synth, by living? and humans, we're all living things and
0: i'm putting us all on the same level that's um, the, i actually i actually take issue with
3: living what does
2: living mean
0: yeah cuz living yeah. you know we have defined it as carbon based i would i would go with person or well
2: um,
3: but,
0: but then that's
2: like what is carbon carbon-based? I mean, what is person <laughs> did you say like, carbon carbon so racist carbon based <laughs>
1: <laughs> because like you know if somebody has a synthetic body does that make them less of a person and this goes, like so it's i'm just saying that like they're like they're They're beings that respond to their environment in a way that is positive or detrimental um, and builds upon itself. I don't know. But doesn't that
2: include Anita? Doesn't that include Anita, what you just said?
1: It includes... Not an unconscious synth? No.
2: Why not? It builds on its environment. It learns, builds on its environment. It's not aware
1: of itself
2: that wasn't part of you you said it responds to the environment right
1: mm, okay i see what you're saying um i didn't get specific enough then um hmm. your
2: criterion has to include the qualia it has to feel yes. it has to have this, it thing, has this to... feeling thing whatever that is
1: okay but this goes right? back to your um the your virtue something something um oh,
3: virtue if ethics.
1: it feels that like <laughs> so like when we talk about quality of life like the positives and negatives a synth does not have that barometer. A synth does How not do you th-
2: say that. Why do you think so? That? It so seems a synth like they do.
1: that works, no, 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 they don't. They, so a synth that works like ten hours a day versus six hours a day, the only thing they distinguish is like their charging time, and it's not. It doesn't like it doesn't affect them. Beyond that, beyond wear and tear, perhaps, um, uh-huh. versus other beings, they have more. Good, of good. A- so,
2: this is the notice how now you're defining it behaviorally. Now it's not about <laughs> feeling anymore. You're defining it functionally, right? So, you're saying, look, this thing, you can put it to work for like 16 hours a day, whatever. 20 hours a day and it won't complain it just it doesn't even care there's no never it's never gonna be like well it's oh like how man, we say it's sucks. humane
1: it's humane to ride a horse it's not humane to ride an elephant because it hurts their knees
2: my point was that like with the with the synth that you can like like the idea is that you can put it to work and it will, it will never complain
1: well are do our smartphones just like cry while we're asleep i don't know do they I mean, mine doesn't. <laughs> I'm
0: asleep. I don't Unless know. it cries they in the went. bathroom
1: only.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't have a sense of like. That means it doesn't have a sense of being like unfairly treated, right? Yeah, it has no such it has no such concept. So that's but it will tell me like,
1: on. well, you need to update me. You need to charge me. You need to, um, I don't have a lot of memory left. Would you like to delete these things from me? Like, so there's a lot of things you can equate to with that. But like when it comes down to, yeah, I guess it's the quality. It's the suffering. It's like the feeling that you get from someone else's actions that you are aware of. And aware of, I I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know how to define it, but it's very specific. I feel
2: yeah and and the question I always have is if you find a very complex circuit right that looks you know as complex or possibly more complex than a human brain
1: oh hard to imagine
2: <laughs> it's behaviorally acting like you know was doing all these things um, and seeing and feeling and hearing then how, would you ever be able to look at that thing and know if it's feeling or not
1: I think it would be how it interacted, and how it "quote unquote" learned, and how it.
2: So it's not the feeling; it's some of the behaviors. You well, no, for me, I don't
1: know how it feels because I we're judging this by like what we would see of this external thing. So for I'm saying like, the. The analysis of this thing that has these
0: qualities would. Be be an external analysis, so we would so, know. So I, I feel like I feel like we keep falling down rabbit holes <laughs> and getting insane. away I mean, from actual. Welcome story to humans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> If you didn't hate this, this is going to be every week. So, <laughs> is I mean, there, this is
2: totally related to the story. I don't know why you said it's not related.
1: I, to I mean, no
0: it, it I mean no, it is. So I mean, no, it is. But we like could
1: keep talking about this for like. We, yeah, another you guys are just talking
0: in hours. circles. For <laughs> four, yeah, and we got to save it for the next podcast. Is there anything else between Leo and friends that we wanted to draw attention to?
2: I wanted to mention when they said this is a murder and they said, no, it can't be. Right? Okay. Yeah, oh, I thought about- that was
1: great. That was a great point.
2: Yeah, so it's like sort of a dilemma here or like a consequence to denying something agency so if you say okay i'm going to deny an agency and therefore deny it certain rights like you know like it's there's no such thing as raping it or whatever because it's not an agent. then then that also means that you can't hold them accountable for what they do that right. comes like that kind of comes as the price of that
0: Like isn't that just like a an oops? Oops, your (laughs) toaster killed you. Like whoopsie doodle.
2: What are you gonna do? (laughs) They can't murder, they could just like be an accident. It's just an accident with the you know Right.
0: Like it's a super, super fucked up accident where you're like, Wow, that really that toaster (laughs) really just beat your head in. That's (laughs) super weird, but oops, I guess that's
2: one malfunction right there. So yeah, But
0: I think, I think that what that does, though, is that it also sort of plays with our human instinct to anthropomorphize things and sort of Mm -hmm. the way, the shortcuts that our brains take. So someone is dead, they were, you know, beaten to death or whatever, and Mm -hmm. you're like, or choked out or whatever, and so you're like, you know, and it was done by something that looks like a human. So you're like, that was a murder, even though, you know, it's... By their definitions, not, but I think it's, I think it's, I I like the way that the show plays with sort of these shorthands, these Mm -hmm. shortcuts that our brains would, would take in that instance. Just the way that we were talking about last week of like, you know, saying thank you to Google Home when, (laughs) when something happens. You know what I mean? Set my Um, alarm. Okay. And you're like, thanks. And you know, time we need to do that? So this is actually, there was something that I wanted to bring up last week that I only remembered when I was listening, Mm -hmm. when I was listening this week. And uh, basically, there was uh, I was reading this thing about, and fuck, I think it's Alexa that does this, but it was it was talking about how people, and and I will say especially men were saying very misogynistic things uh, to to these 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 talking AIs, you know, your series, mm-hmm. your your Google Homes, and your and your um Alexa's and I want to say it was Alexa but it might have been Google but I'm pretty sure it was Alexa. They they you know cuz they analyze a lot of um you know sort of speech patterns and stuff you know anonymously and all that and we're kind of like w- as as an ethical thing to sort of push back on that behavior. They actually pro- reprogrammed it to to sort of so that so that Alexa would push back on that. Um, and be like, you know, that, you know, please don't talk to me that way or whatever it was. Like, I'll I'll have to look up the link. But I thought that that was a super interesting thing of trying to, like, introduce – because we, we are on the new frontier of us talking to machines and yeah. then talking back to us. Yep. And it's like, do we – should we in, instill our own values when interacting with them? And I think that that's something that this show is also grappling with, especially, you know, at the beginning of, you know mm-hmm. – what does it mean that Sophie thinks that Anita is just like anyone else that she would have met? Mm-hmm. What does it mean that she treats her the same way? What does it mean that that Joe is able to do these sort of mental gymnastics to to get around the fact that he is either cheating on his wife or like doing <laughs> like like he's 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 not cool with it. He's not, not cool he- with what he's doing.
1: <laughs> and what does um, it mean for teenage boys to go <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, you know, even even just Toby, even just Toby, like being like, Wow, I have I have the chance to see boobs. Um mm-hmm. and after after Anita sort of corrects him and like gives him that pass, so then he turns down a real live girl oh my at, God. at the party. Like, I thought that was so unrealistic, but all this
1: also at the same time super realistic.
0: But also, yeah, like Toby's Toby's dumb. Like, buddy, you don't have a chance uh, with your robot girlfriend. But like He's
1: the guy that like doesn't get laid but could
0: have. Right? Like, dude, bro, quit stepping on your own dick. There's like two of them in every high school. <laughs> but it I just I just thought it would like, and I'll look up the article and send it to you guys and hopefully I'll remember to post the link when we actually post this episode. But um just I I like that it's about what we are that this show isn't about what consciousness is or isn't it is and we fall down these rabbit holes but Mm -hmm. the show is also so much more about how we as human people respond to it and how we should
1: we know and that's the question about the opposite
0: yeah like i don't know i just i i like that you know Mm -hmm. this is a murder no it can't be and it's like well but you just you just whoops you just slipped
1: yeah, no, I, it's a great point, but at the same time, the downside is that, like, even when a zoo lion murders a person, even when a bear stumbles upon a campsite and murders a person, they get put down. And so that doesn't help the robot argument in terms of not being put down.
3: In no, Disco's no, case.
0: not at all. But, but I think that the issue was it being a murder.
1: hmm Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I
0: mean, you know, if a was car... it a murder
1: or was it the company being guilty of manslaughter? Right? Is it negligence?
0: Mm-hmm. Like what you know? And I'm I'm not a lawyer, but anyway, <laughs> what about what about you, Shaheen? Which which one did you? This was your this was your bullet point.
2: Uh, sorry, what?
0: I don't know, you you murder just, or you're not? The one who called it up, murder or
3: not?
2: Oh, the murder. Th- yeah, no, that was it. I just wanted to also link this to the "We Are People" movement. And how, if you think about it, right, they're from pissed. season three, well, no, we just saw it in this episode. the we are people, wait, really, yeah, we saw I mean uh, i tr-
0: I trust you on this i I you
2: Niska know. was walking around see she saw the Oh, posters, that's right the that's right, I totally whatever. forgot
0: because that's it's such yeah. a big thing in season three,
2: yeah, and the guy was like, yeah, we're gonna win the war and, and you know stuff like that. They're genuinely pissed at the synth. Right, mm-hmm. they're like upset at the synth. It seems like their behavior also tacitly assumes agency. Like they're by by wanting to destroy them by harboring malice towards something, you're giving it agency. You're giving it like personhood or consciousness or something. Like you're you're so they it. catch
1: twenty two themselves. I'm surprised that never came up because the, the whole point was they wanted to discredit <laughs> Niska. so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: yeah, (laughs) that's just what i was thinking about like again this is the other side of the murder thing is like it comes it's a two-sided a double-sided sword
0: (laughs) used for killing um
2: yeah that's
0: it should we uh well actuallys or is there anything left i think we're ready for well actuallys sorry i didn't mean to step on step on your wrangling toes bubs um, but clearly we have discovered that neither you nor Shaheen, you guys cannot be trusted. Not in this stuff. I think it's – Joe, you you are the <laughs> the level-headed Master spirit guide. Don't, <laughs> Don't get me, me wrong. I love cast. discussions. I just – I feel like we just kept going like, well, actually, let's get back to this circle that we were running around. No, yeah. Well, weren't. to be fair – I took
1: an Adderall like two hours before I left work because I have a really boring project. I'm pres- I'm prescribed it. This was not like me taking like street pharmaceuticals, um, but like I normally don't take it before a podcast. Um, and but
0: I had to because I had You're to like do this right really boring project and I couldn't handle it. <laughs> well, I, thank you for being so enthusiastic. Um, yeah, anytime. Yeah. So, do you want to lead us lead us through?
1: Yes, well actually. So let's talk about that. Joe, what were your well actuallys? So I didn't actually have any this
0: week. Well, well um, actually, I didn't have any. Well actually, <laughs> I didn't have any well actuallys this week. I feel like so- I mean, my only well actually and this is like the normal thing that happens with how they try to like visualize computer code on screen and stuff is, you know, the the the, the weird like wavy motion stuff that we that we saw in the computer yeah. code or whatever. What that like that's just that's just shorthand for trying to make it look cool or whatever, because honestly, programming the wavy bit would actually be a lot of fucking programming work, but no, so like I, it's
1: <laughs> I think that that's actually no, no, no. I think that that's supposed to be um symbolistic of their sentience in terms of like, it's right. more creative yeah, and dynamic yeah. and yeah. whatever. Cetera, but that's not,
0: that's not how that's not how That's
1: not how it works, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: no. So my well actually is just, you know, technical nonsense. But that's something that we always have to hand wave um, in, in media. <laughs> um, Yeah, Shaheen?
2: I don't have anything either. That was a good one, though. That was the what Joe just said was a bullet point I had about the wavy oh. thing. I mean, I don't know if it's a well. Actually, I just thought it was like a... Yeah, cheesy way of doing <laughs> it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that didn't seem <laughs> out to me. To me. The good...
0: Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, my wall actually was um, Laura was all caught up in Mia's or in the Anita's um, humanistic undertones. And I thought that was interesting because she's like, she was very confused how how Anita knew that she would have preferred to read to Sophie. You know, that seems like a complex emotion that an android should not understand. Um, And she made that very clear. But like, as we see later on in the series, Laura and Joe go to couples therapy. And who is their therapist but a synth? And so I don't understand how she's so confused by that. But they're a therapist. I mean, maybe because right now she's like sort of anti-synth. Um and it shows that they're actually able to pick up on human emotions, analyze them and give feedback in a very level-headed
0: way. Like Anita kind says. of shitty therapist though. I that's mean
1: what
2: maybe what Anita says.
1: Maybe what? Sorry?
2: That's what Anita says, right? She says, "Look, I this is something I can do." So I don't know to what extent we we should believe Laura when she says you're supposed to be Yeah, on that's it, like-
1: and that's my question. Yeah. And my, well, actually, yeah. it's like they don't make that clear. And, and the I therapist, feel like. Pr- yeah?
2: Sorry, the therapist actually says, like, I'm accessing 16,000 records of interviews with couples that brought up <laughs> this concept. And so she's like, I mean, I'm way me, better than a human therapist.
1: I, that, to me, that like it could, like, aspects of it could be better. Like, you know, when you think about your relationship and like how. How uncommon is your problem? It's helpful to know how uncommon your problem is, A. Mm -hmm. Um, B, it helps to know how common therapy is in remedying your problem, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's something that a synth would provide. Um, And if they're able to analyze your emotions in the moment and compare those to successful um, completions of couples therapy, like I think that a synth could be a very good therapist – um conscious or not um but anyways it was like you would think that somebody who lives in a world where synths are a thing wouldn't be so confused by a complex android um adapting to their facial feedback
2: yeah it's also like you said it's early she's just freaking out
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah cool (laughs) Um, and then, so wrap up. Do we have TV shows to recommend, um, Shaheen? Oh, sorry.
2: Do we have other thoughts?
1: Oh, other thoughts, <laughs> Shaheen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm kind of excited about this this EP thing. So, um, do you guys know what the deal is with the upside down A in humans when it writes humans? And uh, like I A don't upside down. No. Did you have? So in, did you look this up? No, this is something I teach. There's a classical predicate logic. Um, The upside down A means all, for all, for everyone. Mm. So um, it's just saying include everyone. That's humans. They're all humans.
0: That's super cool. Dolphins too? (laughs) What the fuck? Dolphins
2: can
1: tell
0: their own reflection. I mean, but... But for them to have known that in the graphic design part, like, that's actually yeah. super interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Huh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Shows that think about it all. Yeah, <laughs> I right? Mm-hmm. Goddamn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I had one, but I... Uh... Oh, I the Howard thing. Um, So Laura's case that she goes on. Um I kind of thought that Howard would play a bigger role and as we see in coming like up like you wanted so- him to be conscious well, I, I wanted him to be an example of organic consciousness and I think that it it would be organic despite being a mechanical object um because he would co- like the machine would come upon it by itself and that's what that's how I do see actual Real, I mean, we're not going to get into it again. What "real" means, um, <laughs> but the sentient artificial intelligence we're all like kind of talking about. Um, I think it will be kind of like a a succession of bugs, the way that humans are su- a succession of mutations, mm-hmm. um, and I think that'll shape what artificial intelligence means in the reality of it. Um, but I want, I kind of wanted that um, storyline to come about where there's a not a primary um, synth leading um, sentience, but like one that was actually just, you know, through their humans interactions actually got there. Um, So I'm sad that it was more an example of Laura getting her hopes up that she was going to get intel on what synths are really about. And she kind of just disproved her theories on Mm. um, Anita slash Mia actually being um, conscious. Even though obviously she's con- conscious, um, but yeah.
0: So
2: yeah, I agree with you. I was hoping there would be more to Howard. Yeah,
0: alas, Howard. Alas, not that super exciting. <laughs> I mean,
2: maybe but they'll explore really
1: that. Cool. Maybe they'll explore that in the future. Um, but in terms again, of again, her-
2: I'm I'm with Mrs. Kennedy. You know, most, I'm most mostly with Mrs. Kennedy. Almost,
1: so. <laughs> I mean, me too. She had a great wardrobe. But um,
0: <laughs> the wrap up. So TV shows to recommend, Joe. So I have barely been watching any TV lately. Um, so I don't have anything else to new to recommend. Though apparently, um, I like caught last week's Supergirl, and it's not mm-hmm. terrible anymore. Um, so <laughs> well, I might how have much to of like the episode kind of did you at least catch? vague. I only watch the scenes with Lena, Kara and or Supergirl and or Alex. So, but but I will say that the show has finally realized even if it's only temporarily that they are the strongest sort of like three like mm-hmm. they need to put them in scenes together and really good stuff happens. Um so they're probably going to fuck it up. Um is has been has been sort of the motto of the supergirl writers now maybe maybe they will surprise me and someone in the writer's room was like hey let's actually make a good show in which case you know maybe i'll go back to it but um it's it's it was actually really good and i'm confused
1: (laughs) (laughs) um I still have this yet to watch. a horrible thing for me to say. <laughs> no, I still have yet to watch the clip you sent me, but I'm super excited to watch it. You need it. to. Um, I'm excited I, as for everybody you. knows. I have like um, uh, fatal straight goggles, like really sad, pathetic straight goggles. And Joe has like taught me this whole new no, world. but they're useful. They're they're, they're useful because... in terms of like. We all we all lie to ourselves. <laughs> we watch television. We all tell ourselves the story that we want to hear because wh- why? else are we watching TV if not for ourselves? Um, and so I think both Joe and I to each other, well, we'll let her. We'll let ourselves like go on tangents and rants and be like, yeah, that's great, definitely. But at the same time, like when one of us goes, "Am I crazy?" <laughs> we'll be like, well. Uh-huh. Um, But a lot of the times, it's like uh i thought you were crazy but like after this gift set like what the fuck <laughs> yes you're right like what are they thinking if not this is gonna happen i'm gonna light my prayer candle now i feel really good about it um and so yeah it's been it, it's the fun aspect of watching tv i would say yeah and no
0: Bobs, I- you you are often my my uh sort of Occasional wet blanket, but occasional your Asimov w- block, exactly, exactly. <laughs> to say this was gay or this was not gay. I um, mean,
1: I have to say, sixty percent of the time it's gay seal.
0: <laughs> that does that make sense to the audience? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll post the GIF at some point yeah, okay. um, to be like, this is this is the gay seal. Anyway, uh, I'm done. I'm, yo, oh, I wanted to talk. So um, the pick. Show
1: opinionated posted of Natalie Portman, who every time we talk about like Hot Girls, I'm like Natalie Portman. um
0: So now you
1: agree? <laughs>
0: I mean, you put not like you put you put a you put a pretty girl in a suit, and I'm gonna be just fine with it. Just
1: give me this. She's she like is perfect. super hot. Good job, love.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Good That's job. All I wanted.
1: <laughs> um. So Shaheen,
2: Any I got nothing.
1: Th- okay. What about an old what? thing that you'd like to talk about for two seconds? An old um, show. You just want to give a shout out.
2: I guess watch Harmon Quest.
1: <laughs> I want. I do want. Where is that available? The season
2: three. I want a season three for Harmon Quest because Wh- they. Yeah.
1: Where can we watch Harmon Quest?
2: Uh, what's on Verve VRV? Verve? What is that? VRV. You know it's like a is? website that has like a lot of anime and. Did like, you pay for it? Stuff like that. Um. No, I had to use the free. There's like a free trial period. I mm. watched all of it. And then cancel.
1: <laughs> Interesting. So okay. you can
2: do that. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll try. Try. it's quest. really cool. It's D&D. Harmony
1: Quest, everybody. Or, yeah. Oh, I I tried to watch. There's like another D&D show on Netflix that just Netflix just uploaded. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it as Charlie, the lesbian from Supernatural, that was like one of their best characters. Um, and but I don't know what it's called, but it's really good. I know that a lot of people watched it because I used to see it on Twitter a lot. Um uh, it's also wait is her in quest about multiplayer online games?
2: No, it's a fantasy world um, oh, yeah, with demons and stuff, <laughs>
1: okay, so there's a Netflix show that's about like um friends internet friends who play a multi player online game which to me I don't play multiplayer online games but like I've never been so involved in fandom that like a lot of friends that I've met have been from the internet <laughs> so I think that that's that was like a thing that I related to in that um but in terms of recommending something I'm still stuck on watching Star vs the Forces of Evil that just like came back and I was really upset by the last episode so I wasn't going to recommend that again Um, But that's basically all I've watched. So here I am. Um, All right. Does it know if nobody has watched Good Girls, you should. It's amazing. Um, The beginning of it is on Netflix. The rest is on Hulu. Um, I think the first episode of season two on Hulu is expiring soon. So you should definitely watch it. It's a great cast. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Anything else? Uh,
0: I don't think so good job wrangling today sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I it was you. Um, yeah. You wrangled. I just read headlines. <laughs> it was teamwork. It was teamwork. I you know, it was your first time out. We'll we'll get you we'll get you used to it more. It was really nice talking to you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we geek again, guys. <laughs>
1: Woo! Bye everyone.
2: Bye.